Hey there, SLP. You are listening to this podcast, so I know that you love to listen to podcasts. And if that is the case, then I know that you are going to love my secret private podcast, Secondary Secrets for SLPs. It's six short episodes that will have you walking away feeling refreshed and inspired and ready to take on those challenging secondary speech students. So if you work with grades four through 12 and are in a planning rut or wanting some fresh new ideas to keep your students motivated, make sure you head to speechtimefun.com slash secondary secrets. You are not going to find this podcast in your iTunes podcast search browser. You can only get access by going to that link. So head to it now. It is six short episodes that you can listen to it in under an hour, like totally Netflix binge-worthy. I made this just for you, and I know you are going to love it. SLPs have been telling me already that it has changed their way for working with their older speech students. So head on over, again, to speechtimefund.com slash secondarysecrets, or use the link in the show notes, and I can't wait to hear what you think. Now let's head on to this week's episode of SLP Coffee Talk. Welcome to SLP Coffee Talk, the podcast designed exclusively for speech-language pathologists who work with older students, grades 4 through 12. I am your host, Hallie Sherman, your SLP behind Speech Time Fun, the Speech Retreat Conference, and the SLP Elevate Membership. And I'm thrilled to bring you conversations, strategies, and insights that will give you the jolt of inspiration that you need. Whether you're tuning in during your morning commute, on a break in between sessions, or even during a well-deserved relaxation time, I am here for you each and every week. Let's do this, SLPs. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. I'm wondering if you should go the school route or private practice route, or just whether or not you're in the right setting or not. Adrian, welcome to the show and help us figure this out. How are you doing? I'm so good. Tell everyone a little bit about you and where you got on your journey here today as an SLP. Okay, so my name is Adrian Fuller. I currently have a private practice in Central Florida, a little town right outside of Orlando called Apopka. But uh, I have been a an SLP for like 21 years now. And I have, I still love it. I'm still, I think I may love it more today than I loved it back then, but I didn't always like love it because I really struggled in the beginning trying to find the perfect setting for me because I started out as a classroom teacher and knew quickly that that I was going to burn out pretty quickly because it was really intense. And anyway, so I was like, I, I knew I was going to be an SLP anyway. So I'm like, let's just go back to school full time. So I did that. Went to the University of New Hampshire, had a great experience there. And, um, but I said, I will never work with kids again. And so I literally have worked in every single setting, Hallie. Like I've been a travel therapist. I've been, I worked in the hospital. I worked in the school. I worked in outpatient. I worked in private practice. I've worked with uh, accent reduction. So I've done it all. And I think I was kind of looking for the perfect job, the perfect setting. And what I came to realize out of all of that is it's kind of like a great partner, a great spouse. Like no one's perfect. You just have to find the perfect 
setting for you. And so found my way into private practice like it's the most exhilarating, frightening, hair-pulling thing I've ever done. And uh, we are opening doors on a 2,600-square-foot space clinic for our town. And I'm so excited and so proud of that. So I'm, I like to kind of guide therapists along the way, just trying to find their way. I, I get it. Like, sometimes we graduate with the degree, right? And it's like, is this what I thought it was going to be? It's like nothing after you graduate. Like, it's so different, but I don't know. All of, I just want, and if you get anything from me, just know, listeners, that every single step you take in your career will lead you to the next step. And so it's so important, even though you may not be, but your, your journey is going to get you to your goal. And then you'll look back and say, this is why I worked in this setting or in, in anything like that. Eleven. And even I know from my journey in the schools, every school position I had led me to the next one. Like there's yeah. something there was an experience that I got from a student or a case that I, I put on my resume that got me the next job. You never know. Like you might not be exactly where you need to be right now, but what you're doing is going to totally make a difference to get you there eventually. And it just got to be patient. That's the thing. And I feel like as speeches, we tend to want to like be perfect out of the gate, out of the very beginning. Like I see new, new grads and I'm like, they're like, oh, I've been working with him for like four weeks and he's not talking. I'm like, And I think we feel like that with our careers too, right? We want it to be like, oh my gosh, I graduated. I have the degree. I have a lot of loans maybe, but I got this great job in the end. And sometimes you get to your CF and you're like, this isn't the great job again. And so it just gives it a time. We've all paid our dues in some great positions and some not great ones, right? And that's okay. It makes the world that's go okay. round and it, it shapes us and makes us stronger and better clinicians. And as long as you look at the hidden gems of why we were put in that place in the first place, it can really <laughs> help you get through those dark times sometimes. And sometimes they're dark. You're like, but yeah, it's like, we do have to keep that in mind because it's so easy to kind of be like, oh my gosh. Like, I remember right after graduate school, this girl was like, I just, I happened into a private practice and my CF is, is, is getting rid of his, his practice. And now I, I had, I was like, this, but that just was her. My path is very different, but I feel like this has really helped me help other people and, and, and as a mentor as a friend, as a colleague, even as a boss, you know? Now I'm going to ask some deeper questions here. How yeah. did you know private practice was for you? Now, for me, I am that person who's always felt it in their gut. Like, I did an independent study in grad school because I was like, I want to do this. I think I'm on my own clinic one day. And so, like, I found a, pro a small private practice. And you know what she told me now that I think about it? Hallie, she said, you know, often the things we dream about, Adrian, are the things that come true. And I have to say that has happened. That's amazing. That's amazing. And it, you guys can't see it, but she's, she's glowing. She's so happy. Like, just talking about what she's doing is lighting her up. Now, people are probably saying, well, I don't know how to start a private practice. Where do I begin? How do I know? Do I have to be an expert in like a specific area, like apraxia or something? What would you say to someone like that? 
And I do thank you for saying that. I am glowing. I just get so excited about all things leadership, all things, you know, this, but I didn't always feel like I was ready to start. So it took two years of me going back and forth between do I start it? Do I work? Do I start it? Like literally, it was literally a pull, push and pull. And so I guess, I guess what made me really just do, I don't know. I just was like, okay, it's, it's, it's time to do it. Like there are times that you get so tired of overthink. Like I am a classic overthinker. You get so tired of overthinking and you're like, man, I could have tried it by now. Like lately I'm like, try it, Adrian. If you don't like it, then you found out. But like sometimes you spend years listening. And I know there's somebody listening that's like, and it doesn't even have to be private practice. You may want to like switch to like a different setting or something you're not as confident in or comfortable with yet. But I would rather try it and then say, man, I shouldn't have tried that because that stunk. But then say, I wish I tried it. I love it. Whether it is switching to preschool age or going to the high school or whatever it might be, you'll never know unless you yeah. try. And, and sometimes when, if you're feeling like burned out or you're feeling annoyed with your job, sometimes it's not like you have to leave the career. Sometimes you just have to find like a setting that works for you. I have a person who is my, I'm going to go ahead and call her my second hand. She's an amazing therapist. She's worked in the school. She's worked in private practice, but she doesn't love it, but she loves the admin part. So sometimes maybe finding something that's a little different. Can you be a school staffing specialist? Can you be a classroom teacher? Like there's nothing wrong with making any change that's going to make you happy and fulfilled. Love it. What are some benefits of being a private practice owner? Nothing. It never ends. It's like being a mom. <laughs> <laughs> Why? You can't just wait for it to just start eating and pooping on its own? No? What? Uh, private practice has good bit. I think the biggest one for me is the fact that I get to choose. Like, there was a minute that I had the private practice because I'm very straight about it. I never want anyone to think private practice is all Louboutins and red bottom shoes on a desk and and pri like nothing it it can be i guess but it's like the, sometimes the admin got so crazy i was like i'm just gonna go to the schools because i had a contract with the schools but what i didn't always love is that i couldn't choose so i love that about private practice like if there's a patient who's not necessarily working i do not hesitate to say i don't know if we're the right fit for you like not even like a kick out but like hey, let's get you the help that you, this kid needs. And that's very fulfilling too. And just seeing the, the progress. Like I'm, we're able to work one-on-one -on -one. in the school. Sometimes I felt like, man, it just, I just got up here. I just got to my room and I can't see the kids. I love that. But I love partnering with our school SLPs. I think sometimes there's this like school versus private I don't ever want it to be that because guy, my, our school SLPs are doing a lot of heavy lifting. And I think often you guys don't always get them. I think it's like the SLP is not this or they're not saying my kid. I mean, I hear that on my end and I'm always quick to say, hey, parent, they've got caseloads that are really big, especially down here in Florida. 
you know, you've got to be that squeaky wheel. Are you going to the meeting? So I always like to put it back on them a little bit too, you know? That's that's amazing. And like you have the, the flexibility, time, you have to make your schedule. Oh, yes. Flexibility can be a thing. As you grow, I've found that sometimes I was, I've been more tied to it, you know, because it needs me a little more. But like I'm going after we finish this renovation, I'm going to Hawaii for like two weeks. Can you do that in a job? Maybe, maybe not. You know, so that's always like a cool thing. But if you want to come, there might be a letter in your in your file. (laughs) There might be a letter in your file for that. You know, when that SLP disappeared for two weeks and comes back with a tan. I mean, hey guys, listening. I've only worked in a school and worked for an agency, someone else's private practice. I've never had my own. Mm -hmm. So it's so fascinating to hear the benefits and someone who took the leap of faith and said, you know what, I'm going to do it. And what's the worst that happens? And you know what? I'm going to just say this. It's not very popular because we kind of sometimes say, oh, my gosh, you should be an entrepreneur. You should just quit your job. I'm not a huge fan of that at all. I love the idea of being a school SLP or whatever SLP, a full-time nine to five and patients on the side. I think that is a, like you take three patients once a, once or twice a week, you can pay off loans, you can save money for a new car, a new house. You can try out some tests that might be, or great, get great materials. Like there's just so much a nine to five affords you. So I never want to demonize that. I think the school, especially the schools gives really good benefits and you just gotta, if you're a school SLP and you're taking tons of work home, man, my first teaching job, I, some of the old veteran teachers like had a, like an intervention and they're like, they showed up in my classroom one morning. They're like, stop doing that because you're going to burn yourself out way before you even get started. So like, Hey, I think you have really great materials in your TPT store. I think you teach a lot of really great. I don't think everything has to be like an app or an Amazon toy. I think, you know, you can write down like you use stickies, you like get yourself ready and like kind of on like a system where you can like, oh, this kid is working on this. Why pull out this strip of paper, these sentence strips or these dry erase boards or these dry erase sleeves. And then work on something else in your downtime. It doesn't have to be fancy to be effective. I love that in life, mm-hmm. but especially in speech. I'm like, I love these little bubble kids on all of these things. But sometimes paper, a board game, any, I mean, there's so much that you can do that is so effective. It does not have to be fancy to be effective. I love that. Mm-hmm. And this way it frees up that brain space that you can take some extra clients on the side because you're able to leave work at work. Correct. That's it. Because at the end of the day, you want to be meeting the goals, right? Like we want to come to IEP meetings saying, hey, we're making progress. I mean, they're not going to say, how are you doing it necessarily? You know what I'm saying? But I'm 100% with you on that. Mm-hmm. Just because it's fancy doesn't mean they're going to get there any fast- faster. Where do you find clients? If someone wants to like, start a private practice, like how do you like, do you put up like signs on? I'm a huge fan of, in the especially in the beginning, letting everyone know that you know what you're doing, like what you're getting into. Like, hey, reach out to your closest hundred friends and just say, hey, I'm starting a private practice. If you know anyone who could use my services, you know, let me know. I think sometimes we like 
broadcast things out to the internet and like we're safe there. So if, if I put it out on social media, no one's going to check back with me necessarily. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a great way. I'm an insurance provider. So if you become like credentialed even with one insurance, you're on their list and people will find you. I love it. And I will recommend being in the, your local parent Facebook groups because I um, have people always, I see yes. like at least 10 times a day, people looking for speech therapists, OTs, PTs, something, a doctor, an, a gardener, whatever they're looking for. I can be that person saying, hey, I'm available or someone can tag me or letting people know, hey, keep an eye out if anyone's looking for someone. I mean, you're scrolling anyway, right? Like I spend so much time scrolling. I'm like, are we building? Like sometimes I'm like, I can scroll, but hop in those parent Facebook groups and they'll, they'll appreciate it anyway. You never know. You never know what one post or one comment will lead to. Um, so yeah, I love it. That I, I love it. Just you're saying, just put it out there and letting everyone know to advocate for you and recommend you. And I recommend saying, I'm going to do this one day a week or two days a week. Don't ask people like, okay, you want therapy? When can you? I do therapy on Monday and Wednesday afternoons. And that's, you set the schedule. So you're setting a boundary for yourself. Either you have family, you have other things. So then it doesn't start to consume your life. I love it. And do you set a special time for like paperwork or admin type stuff? I do. Yes. Mondays for me are my admin times. In the beginning, Friday afternoons, like, you know, Fridays between after school and, you know, three and five, something mm. regular, something great. Re- it's like going to the gym, right? Like put it on the schedule. Otherwise, it won't happen. <laughs> it will happen. It will happen. So, yeah. I love it. Any last bit of advice for someone who's wondering what setting is appropriate for them or whether or not private practice is appropriate for them? You know, once someone told me you don't pick the setting, the setting picks you. And so I spent a lot of time like running, like, and I love my adult clients. I mean, I love the sniff in small chunks, but be open. I think sometimes we leave grad school saying, hey, I'm going to the schools and you're not open to anything. You can always try it. Like I had a a, a school SLP work for me as a contractor last summer and she realized she did like private practice. So, I mean, don't quit your job. Try it first. Do something PRN. I'm all, we're always looking for PRN after school. That would be awesome. Or I used to do PRN when I was in the schools, PRN at a nursing home. So like, just keep your skills fresh. Just try it. Like, you know, charge a hundred bucks a session, 50 bucks a session. And then like, I liked it. I didn't like it, but at least, you know, just do it. Just try it. I love it. Where can everyone learn more about you and learn more about starting a private practice? Absolutely. So, we have a few resources available. I wrote a book with some friends called Putting Your Dreams to Work. He's just starting your private practice. That's available on Amazon. Adrian Link, Fuller. Link, link will be in the show notes, not to worry. <laughs> oh, Link will be in the show notes. And then we also have a book on um, CFs for a four CFs written because we really needed a book with your work, but to get you find the right setting for you. And so that's called a Star Your Engines, a CF workbook. And then I am on TikTok and Instagram. I am Miss A, M-I-S-S-A. That's what the kids call me, right? So Miss A, the S-L-P. 
And um, I have one more book that I wrote. It's called 30 Days to Get Your Toddler Talking. It's a step-by-step program for parents, but I think it's also good for beginning therapists if they're in the setting that they're not quite confident in yet. It's like gives you like a 30-day program. So you can just use that in your in your therapy session. That's so amazing. I love that you are putting all your knowledge and wisdom into books and resources that are available and even just so many things out there to help so many SLPs. So thank you so much, Adrian. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone go check and also check out her podcast, which is it's called the Let's Talk About Talking Podcast. Go check it out. Since I, you clearly are listening to podcasts, so go add that to your Rolodex of podcasts. All right. <laughs> I always end my episodes with a joke, Adrian. What did one toilet say to the other? What did one toilet say to the other? I don't know. You look a bit flushed. I love this. I, I love being here. I really appreciate you having me today. Thank you so much, everyone. Go check out the show notes. Go check out all of Adrian's books. Check out her podcast. Check her out on Instagram and TikTok. And until next week, everyone, stay out of trouble. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. It means the world to me that you're tuning in each and every week and getting the jolt of inspiration you need. You can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at my website, speechtimefun.com. Don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss any future episodes. And while you're there, It would mean the world to me if you would take a few seconds and leave me an honest review. See you next week with another episode full of fun and inspiration from one SLP to another. Have fun, guys.